guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti Pineda. And we are so excited to be with you guys today for a fresh new episode. How are you, Christina? Doing well. How about you, Alessandra? I'm good. You're just so fresh faced. It's so annoying because Christina has, <laughs> Christina's older than me, and sh- her skin. It's as if she is like 15. Well, it's also pregnancy and nursing. Your skin, for for me at least, my skin totally cleared up. Now I'm starting to get a few more blackheads and things. But you have no wrinkles. Well, my you have not a wrinkle. You know what I do? Yeah, Vaseline Vaseline every night, bottom under under the eyes, and then above the eyes too, and then on my lips, and then on my cuticles. Okay, well, I put Vaseline on my lips, and I use Clinique Under Eye Cream, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I do a few other things to maintain my wrinkle-free face, um, but yours is much better than mine. Also, you know, you saw me at the pool in our mm-hmm. old apartment. <laughs> so, do you want to illustrate that for the listeners? <laughs> you guys, there's literally a photo of Christina wearing... Um, This was before, like, COVID, before, like, face masks were a thing. But Christina would wear, like, a full body, like, what is it, what is it that Muslim women wear when they go to the, to the beach? A burqa? Like, but it's like a full body burqa. Like, you would wear that whenever we would go to the pool at our old apartment. And you would just be head to toe, totally covered, and then I literally went through like a couple year phase of just being like a bathing beauty. Yeah, like yeah. I would sunbathe like as basically every day because I was so excited that we lived in LA. That's true. And like in November, it was hot and sunny, even though now in November I'm freezing cold outside. <laughs> but in our old apartment also, it was kind of like a vortex. Like it was like a different... <laughs> It's, it felt like it was summer every single day. And as you guys know, if you guys are frequent listeners, we lived where the girls from the hills lived at the villas and, um, and the pool where Adrena was, um, was, um, what's it called? Was not scouted, scouted. And so back then it was like a scene and I was a big part of that scene. And I was just, I was just living, living large and living large and fabulous and I loved it. I had such speaking, a great time. Speaking of that, also has a body positivity talk tomorrow night. Yes, I do. So you guys, um, hopefully we'll get this episode up at least by Tuesday morning. Yes. Um, but on Tuesday evening, if you guys are in California, um, um, it, I'm at 7.30 p.m., I'm doing that would a talk. 10:30 p.m. 10:30 p.m. Eastern. I'm doing a talk for my beloved church and um, the young ministry group there called "In God's Image: Bo- Body, Mind, uh, Wait, Mind, Bo- Mind, Body, and Self Love." Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about just like embracing your body, like kind of b- based on the fact that like we're all created as beautiful in God's image. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, even if you're not Catholic, because I know that we do have a lot of Jewish listeners, um, because we're just very big supporters of the Jewish community with our matchmaking and setting up so many Jewish men and women, um, and even non-Jewish, like we have a lot of Muslim listeners, a lot of non-religious listeners as well. So really though, whatever, it's just, I, although it is kind of 
anchored in the, you know, the word of like, you know, of it's just anchored in like the word of God, but like at the same time, it's super applicable. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah. It so is. it's about my self-love journey and about how just like, it's very, I give a lot of very tactical tools practical practical advice. yeah like practical advice yeah mm-hmm. I'm all about practicality yeah. and like implementing like I always whenever I do a talk of any kind I want to leave people feeling like okay I can literally like implement this in the yes. next like day because I hate like super theoretical talks where it's like oh well you could blah 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 it's all like I'm that's not me so I'm very like practical. Here are practical confidence tips that you can implement in your daily life. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I'm a living example of it doesn't matter what size that I was. If I was 20 pounds heavier, 20 pounds thinner. Actually, I don't think I've ever been 20 pounds thinner than I am right now. That would be a little, um, I'd be a little model by now. I'd be walking the runways in Paris, maybe in you, gay Paris. Maybe when you had the tapeworm in your stomach. <laughs> Tapeworm, I was 20 pounds less, right? Um, but you even actually then, have that. Sorry, yes, yes, departure. I had a parasite. Oh, no, it's fine. So I had a parasite. Wow. That's why I couldn't keep any food down. <laughs> and my family was thrilled because I lost a ton of weight right after puberty, but I couldn't keep anything down. And so my body changed and, and it metamorphosized, and I saw the very stark differences in the way that. The little boys treated me mm. back then, oh, yeah. but they know not what they do. Like, forgive them, Father. That's they true. know not it's what they true. do. It's true. That's one of the things that I'll talk about tomorrow night. These people that I have labeled know-nots. Like, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Oh. So they're kind of like the naysayers in our lives. I like, see. those little boys, they didn't, like, you know what I mean? Those mean kids, yeah. they were just, they know not what they do. They yeah. don't know how traumatizing they can be like they don't understand so they know not what they do so we we forgive them father they not know not so no no that is an amazing little snippet mm-hmm. preview of what you're going to hear tomorrow night so make a sure you, you tune in how can they get on that um, zoom all zoom so it's literally the i actually just sent it to alan who i'm um peer pressuring into going but i said oh no it's like you don't have to like only if you want to but like Every man knows that when a girl says, like, only if you want to, it means you better be on there. So it's safe. It's just stmonica.net slash and then minish. Oh, hold on. It's stmonica.net slash YMA. S-T-M-O-N-I-C-A dot net slash YMA. And you just sign up and then, right. yeah, anyway. Can they so. go on your Facebook as well? Oh, you can well. go on my Instagram and your I'm going to post it on my Alessandra, Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. I'll there. do another like swipe up link for in my Matchmaker Alessandra Conti so you can just hop on. But it's going to be really good. And I'm going to be like pretty open, not like insanely, not as open as I would be on like the podcast. Um... But, but it's things that people on the podcast haven't heard. Oh, definitely. Oh, a thousand percent. This is a very yeah. special, very personal specific topic. Talk. Yeah. So if you want to learn yeah. more about, no, no, no. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean Sandra. to. 
came to where she is. Yeah, came to be the self-confidence goddess (laughs) that I am in present. Um, But no, and also really just things that you can implement in your daily life just to make it more fun and just to feel really good about yourself because that's just the most fun way of doing life. Um, But anyway, let us hop right in. Two stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Yes. So the first um, little story that has made headlines is that Evan, Evan Rachel Wood accuses Marilyn Manson of abuse. Do you remember Evan, Evan Rachel Wood? Why am I... Wait, why Evan Rachel Wood? Why am I feeling like that's not her name? Um, sorry, sorry guys. Evan Rachel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, that's literally her name. Sorry, I just I haven't wow. said it in so a while. She has a masculine name and he is a feminine. And Marilyn, name. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway, so basically, you know Marilyn Manson, yeah. that like very satanical figure in pop culture, just like mm-hmm. super scary. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I know who you're talking pale about. I don't face, know much like, about him, but he's like a singer, yeah. but like I don't know any of his music he's mostly popular for just his bizarre persona and his weird antics and just um very dark very very dark Mm. but anyway um she said he started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years um so she finally like came out about it because she had testified um, to try to get some bill passed a few years ago, but she never written. She had expressed that she had been abused before, but she had never, um, she had never, um, she had just never revealed his name. But she okay. said that. Um, so their relationship became public in two thousand seven, um, and she was only nineteen, and he was thirty eight. Yeah. Ooh. So, and that's only when it became public. And she was in this movie called 13. Do you remember that really like scandalous movie when we were young? And it was about like these these crazy 13-year-olds like doing drugs oh, and like gosh, remember getting piercings. Oh, and that's just, like, me for life. It did did you watch it? I don't it? even remember, but <laughs> Did you watch like the it movie? Must have scarred me for life. No, I don't think you watched the movie. I, <laughs> the preview scarred me. Oh god. No, I, I don't know. I think we may have. I definitely reason. watched it and more was not it, recently, was it a movie but in, yeah, it was in a movie. theaters or was it on TV? A made for TV movie? No, no, no. I think it was in theaters because it was a pretty big deal. Um, okay. but anyway, oh, wow. so yeah. So anyway, just I, but I think that it's, it's really notable to say that it only became public in 2007. And she then had said that for years he had groomed her and she got into the industry so young and like, that is so predatory, like a 38 year old man, like grooming this teenager, yeah. like even at 19, you're a teenager, a teenager. But anyway, I just, I feel like it's something that we don't really talk about a lot here on the podcast, but about toxic partners, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that we try to just not, I guess, like we try to say, okay, like, I don't know, it's just not a topic that we usually delve into, but I think it's worth, I think it's worth talking about. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Christina, do you have just any, any, um, insight any you know as matchmakers I think that we um especially it it brings up a lot for me because sometimes women come to me for date coaching 
and they expressed to me like such so we do matchmaking obviously where we work with single people um to match make them of course but we also get a lot of date coaching clients mm -hmm. where these are people who are already in relationships and, or, or single, but, yeah, or but single. the ones she's talking about. The one, yeah. So yeah. that we, but we do get, what I, my point is, we yeah. get people coming to us, even though we're matchmakers, who are in relationships, right. who want to do date coaching yes. and want to just like work through whatever it is that they're dealing with in the moment. So yes. this really brought up, just talking about toxic partners, mm -hmm. it brought up a lot for me because I feel like sometimes women come to me and I work mostly with women. Like I'm, I don't really date coach men that much. Occasionally. Um, I do Here's with our clients. Sessions. Yeah, we do like <laughs> flirting and all that, like the fun stuff. But yeah. I more, my voice lends itself better to the women that we work with. So sometimes it just, they, it breaks my heart so much because mm. they come to me and this is clearly, a, this is clearly an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. but it's not physically abusive. A lot of the times, right. a lot of the times these men are just master manipulators. They're narcissists. They are sociopaths truly, or they're just, and they're just manipulating these women. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the women that, that I work with, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you experience this, but we don't really talk about it, but the women that we work with, like they kind of want to hear one thing, but then I have to really like delicately be like, you know, well, right. consider, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, this man is, you know, expecting the world from you, but what is he bringing to your life? in excessive levels of anxiety, um, planting seeds of self-doubt, self-worth, mm -hmm. um, low self-worth, um, keeping you really at, you know, held down. So, and like, what is he bringing to your life other than trauma? Like he's activating within you all of these insecurities mm -hmm. to keep you with him. So, mm -hmm. That so I wanted to just open the conversation, Christina, so yeah. you could speak a little bit about toxic partnerships and some that you've seen. Um, you know, great. A few things come to mind for me right off the bat is we do actually have a YouTube video called How to Know If You're Dating a Narcissist mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Just mm -hmm. look up the words narcissist in our matchmakers in the city YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and that will give you some tactical red flag warning signs mm -hmm. of how to know this is what's happening and how to get out of that situation. So definitely watch that if you want to get an even deeper look into these toxic mm -hmm. partnerships. But I think we're we're going to talk a little bit more about specific examples of things that we've mm -hmm. seen. My one question for you all, Sandra, is so Evan Rachel Wood, did they, how long was their relationship? Is this, has this, is this still going on? No, 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 no. They've broken it up. It's more, okay. I, it, we don't really need to talk about them. I just wanted to talk more I'm just about. I'm curious. Yeah, no, no, no. To, it's to totally know. over. Okay, and it was yeah. lasted for how long? Do you I, know? A long time. I think like eight years or something. Wow. It, it lasted a really long time. Okay, because this is a common trope that happens in Hollywood where someone who's trying to make a name for themselves will come pretty starry-eyed. And then someone who's already established, they'll meet, they'll meet that person. And whether they're established in the entertainment industry or another industry. 
and will they that person will it's kind of like a trade-off hmm. bill and I don't know she's so young so there who knows what her motivations were for this relationship or not but it's very easy to be manipulated if you're seeking stardom mm-hmm. and you want to do anything to get there. And but also- I think I think in her situation though, she was already a pretty big name when she was young and right. she was just coming up. Right. So I think it was more like, oh, here's this weird guy. Like he groomed her. So I don't think it was necessarily like he promised her the world. I think that he just got into her. Well, I'm thinking of the bachelorette yeah. who actually we oh, work with. Yeah, okay. Who that right. it's my what I was just explaining. Oh, great! Is that I love is it. Her. Yeah. She was trying to be a model. I don't know if she still is, mm-hmm. but and she met this man very well established, and mm-hmm. they ended up. And he didn't really have any intentions for marriage. I don't even. I think he was pretty mm-hmm. honest with her about that. Yeah. But he would bring her on trips and and just wine and dine her Mm -hmm. and have her on his arm and share his house with her. Mm -hmm. All of the things she needed to not to avoid having to do the normal hustle that actors and actresses or models usually have to do when they're in Hollywood. Yeah. But that, so that's one example of a, of a toxic partnership, which ended up and which ended up ending and she's now left in her probably mid thirties at this point, which is, a lot harder to date than when you're in your tw- early 20s. It's mm-hmm. just that's how things go. It's reality. It's reality. And she has had to learn some hard lessons mm-hmm. from that relationship. But I think also with the with the relationship you're talking about with people who are just mystified by these these manipulators, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really difficult one because it's a lot it's very easy to be taken in by the the glamour or the the way of manipulators are just very usually very charismatic, charismatic. people yeah and they they have a certain sway with with people and then if you have any sense of insecurity or even if you're just more of a people pleaser and mm-hmm. more of and not even totally insecure but you're very apologetic and yeah. very. You want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see where they're where you're thinking. Oh, well, I'm not. I should treat them as I want to be treated, and but end up mm-hmm. in a very difficult situation, a problematic situation because it's more. It's deeper than treating them as you wanted to want to be treated. There's certain situations that are unhealthy. Yeah, and. Certain people, whatever you, however you treat them, it's going to be a bad dynamic. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, and I mean, I had um, date coach about Charette, who the guy that she was so enamored with, he wasn't even anything. Right. Like she was explaining to me about his so-called career, and I was like, "This is this guy has no like, yeah, he's name dropping left and right, but." He has nothing. Like, I'm sorry. He has nothing. But he had such this inflated ego that, like, he believed his own hype. And therefore, she believed his hype. But there was nothing to back it up because she was financially supporting him. So it's, it's like, this crazy, like, 
web that poor girl, lovely, beautiful girl too, got herself in. And, you know, and these guys just keep you on the hook. But yeah, yeah. and this can happen with women, with women too, but we're, and with men getting manipulated from a woman, but in these Mm -hmm. specific examples, I've just, I'm sorry, I've just seen more more men manipulating women. Well, I'm I mean, I think of, that the, yeah, oh sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of certain men even just even in Hollywood too, models and just yeah. getting basically doing whatever it takes oh, to get yeah. to the oh. top. And also I'm thinking about Star Wars, which I wrote that article about mm-hmm. the manip- how to know if you're dating a manipulator, which spawned mm-hmm. our our YouTube video and yeah. I talked with Anakin who wanted to be just who had so much talent was prideful though and ended up just getting fed his ego was fed by Emperor Palpatine yeah who and was actually Darth Vader and all of this terrible these terrible things he would he convinced him to do evil things and yeah. he ended up ruining his life oh no Emperor Palpatine is not Darth Vader Anakin ends up becoming Darth Vader is what I meant Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But if you love Star yeah, Wars, you already know this. It means nothing to me. <laughs> but there are, men can get manipulated yeah. too. So you have to look at it in different ways. But I think from what you were saying with women, Alessandra, it's be, everyone, just be careful, especially about attention. Mm-hmm. And think about, okay, why am I with this person? Mm-hmm. Is it because I like the attention that I'm getting? Or is it because I think that, that this is a relationship that God wants me to have and that's going to lead to a great place and that I'm feeling good most of the time and there are no major red criminal background pasts or red flags and things like that. Mm -hmm. And strange Wizard of Oz complexes, like the man behind the curtain. That sounds, the the man who you were describing sounds like the, what is, Mm -hmm. what is the... The no, no, yeah, Oz, the, the wizard. The wizard. He sounds like the wizard where you he's still all this smoke. The wizard, what you've worked and waited for. Well, the wizard is you look behind the curtain, he's just this little man. It's not this No he's totally he's not the um I don't want it. No. I can't have it. Yeah, he's not the Tell hype that he's me creating. More. <laughs> So my, I think that oh. to end this, yeah. I just want to say, people, pay attention to why you're with someone. Is it because you like the attention? Yeah. Or is it because this is a really amazing person who's a genuinely wholesome, good person who's le- going to lead you to a good place and help you to become the best, best version, version of yourself? Exactly. Like if, exactly. Is this relationship helping me be, be the best version of myself? Mm-hmm. What are my primary emotions surrounding this relationship? Right. It, relationship. Is it anxiety? Is it uh, is it insecurity? Is it checking his Instagram every single day to see if he's following a new girl? Like, 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 what are the primary emotions? Right, and be honest with yourself because it's very easy, mm-hmm. like Claire mm-hmm. from The Bachelorette, to get really yes. deep Poor and Claire. then. I feel like I was a little too hard on her. She just went through it. I she know, just needs a little I think love and date t- coaching. She needed some tough love. Yeah, agreed. Me. Okay, moving on. So, okay, this is something that I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about. So Nick Loeb or Loeb, whatever, loses appeal in Sofia Vergara 
embryo saga. So Loeb, so you know Sofia Vergara, the beautiful Sofia Vergara, yes. amazing. They um were together and they froze embryos. Okay. Oh. Um and they had two frozen embryos from an IVF treatments in 2013 and then um he Loeb sought custody to bring them to term, even though they're broken up. So oh. this guy wants to now um, uh, put the the embryos together and like and well, the embryo oh, is the embryo. Together, just yeah, well, unclear. The, Un- the thing is, though, it ha- it did say embryo, so AKA, I think that it is like they are together. Yeah, I don't know. How- I don't know though. Yeah, an embryo means a baby, a little baby. Yeah, a little, a little, yeah. a little seed of a baby. So anyway, women, let's talk. I just want to talk. The egg to- and the sperm have already met. Have already met yeah. exactly. So I wanted to talk to you just about, just because a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are in their 30s, um, some in their 20s, some in their 30s, some in their 40s. And um, a lot of women that we work with also do have that desire to have children. So I wanted to just talk to you because I know that you have very strong opinions on egg freezing and then I have kind of a different opinion on it. So I wanted to just open the discussion in real life. Like, let's talk about this. Um, Ultimately, the judge decided, um, he basically said that Sophia has to give her consent in order for them to be birthed. Mm. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to bring that. I thought this was a really interesting story because again, something we haven't talked about is egg freezing or this is though I don't think this is not just egg freezing this is like like putting an egg and a sperm together and these are fertilized eggs these are this is embryo freezing so I just wanted to hear what your thoughts about that were Christina yeah I oh gosh I just pray that those little babies can can be can actually have a chance because now they're in a freezer Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry that he lost the case because he would be he was excited to parent them. It sounds like, and now Sophia has a new husband. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, that beautiful man. I see. Yeah, that's why it makes these things are so rough because you you do it and then you might not you might later regret what you do. So it's just better to, in my opinion, to. There are alternatives. Yes, there are all alternatives. So, and I'll tell you guys my opinion. Please right. don't get freaked out that we're because I have a bit of a different opinion. And, right, right. But there are alternatives. Exactly. Can, what are they, Christina? Yes. So for infertility. Right. For infertility, amazing and amazing t- uh, technology is called NAPRO technology, mm. and there are gynecologists who are specifically trained in this method which helps you to be able to conceive while addressing underlying health conditions. Mm-hmm. Often when people get IVF, the what is more people more people know about that, there it's not addressing what what is causing the infertility in the couple. So they can go through many IVF treatments yeah. and not even be able to have children. And, and they're like fifteen thousand. Oh, yeah. thirty thousand. Uh, yeah. Either fifteen or thirty thousand. I think very it just depends. Pricey. Very pricey. Yeah. Very very pricey yeah. and ethically very problematic. Morally mm-hmm. very problematic. So with Navro technology. 
it's everything is very morally sound but you're first you go to the doctor and they help you chart your cycle so you can do that before you go to the doctor which is probably preferable and you learn what your cycles as women we often have no idea what our typical our cycle is like during the month what's happening when we're fertile when we're not before i did natural family planning a natural family planning course when i was engaged to dan I had no idea. Yeah. So I, was, I already started. I, I know mm-hmm. I'm natural family. Plan. Like I know I've been taking my temperature and doing mm-hmm. not the other things actually. So I really should well, that's, figure that out. But you know temperature is a very yes. strong indicator. Yes. there's Because I know when I'm ovulating. Right. Yeah. And temperature, there's different techniques for natural family mm-hmm. planning to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I think you're thinking of the symptothermal method, which is what I learned. Mm-hmm. And... It's amazing to be able to to know to get that knowledge about our bodies because mm-hmm. we it's not something that we learn. But frequently. I love that for women that even if they've done that, that NAPRO, what is it? Yes, so that's, that's really the first great. step. Yeah. Then once you've charted your cycles, you and you're not able to conceive, conceive. then you go to a NAPRO doctor. And the doctor will address the underlying health conditions. They'll look at what your typical diet is. They'll look at your stress levels. Mm-hmm. They'll look at what are what is contributing because there are many factors that contribute to infertility. Mm-hmm. Also, you're only 40% fertile. Even in the most fertile time, mm-hmm. you're the only 40% chance of conceiving a baby. So it's, it's a rare, when you conceive, it's a real blessing because it's not 100%, 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why, and when you work with these doctors, they will put you on a certain, a specific plan for you. Mm-hmm. Timory actually has been interviewing a NAPRO doctor. So on oh, her show, great. she has yeah, a bunch, Trending with Timory. Yeah, Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio, 9.30 a.m. If you live in the L.A. general area, or you can go online and get the app. But I'm on her show as the matchmaker, but she does spend a lot of time with, and I just re-listened to one of her her, oh, her episodes this great. weekend on infertility yeah. with yeah. this doctor, and I learned so much just wow. from that because it's not easy to conceive, yeah. and it's, it's a real blessing to be able to work with someone, and then you know, okay, I have this disorder, or I need more progesterone because... This might contribute to even if you do IVF, you could still miscarry. Yeah, so yeah. This, no, they, they'll yeah, know really, yeah. what your hormone makeup is. They'll know okay, your yeah. cycle's way too short. We need to give you some progesterone, or we need to do you have oh. gall, you have kidney stone, or you have um not kidney stones um cysts. There's yes. we need to remove those cysts. Ovaries, that yeah, is whatever yeah. causing. This is just a beautiful way to do it yeah. and also be very morally sound. You're not creating babies in a lab. Yeah. You're not. It's- I know. See, okay. So for me, I love that. And I think that that's beautiful. For me, my, I think my moral, um, my moral limit that I, I, I'm all for egg freezing, but just egg. I'm not for like fertilizing before like I'm not for embryo freezing if that makes sense so I I've read up on egg freezing and I think it's a really especially for a woman that's in her 30s who either hasn't found love or doesn't want to have children immediately it's a really great safety net to freeze your eggs um so that's my personal 
belief about it that I think that's great. When it crosses into the embryo freezing, that's when I get really like, that's when that, that kind of moral, um, that, that like, oh my goodness, like this is a, this is a bait, like this is a, you know, this is an embryo. Can I tell you why I am against egg freezing? Okay. Do you want to keep speaking? No, 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 no. Okay. That's okay. Because then the egg, so first of all, the intimate act in marriage is you don't want to separate that from having a baby. So when you egg freeze, this is just big moral thing. You, when you separate that, it's separating the marital embrace from creating a baby. Well, I so, don't, I t- totally disagree with that, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that is just yeah. theoretical why just morally opposed. Yeah. But yeah. also the other more practical moral issue is when, first of all, when you have to freeze your eggs, your body is tricked in to doing this and some women end up becoming infertile. After they a do. very low percentage, Christina. Okay, well, that's not the main. That's not the main yeah. reason. Just it's, let it's me explain. Very low percentage. Okay, well, well, let me explain. Yeah, this because your body is tricked into producing all of these eggs, and it's very painful for anyone who I know who has done it has told me it's been very painful. The doctor who Timory had on the show actually did it. So listen to those episodes if you're considering egg freezing and IVF because she did that and she has some great points about it. I'm not going to go into it further. But the last thing I want to say is when the eggs are frozen, then the doctors put the sperm at the eggs and see what hits. So it is fertilizing the eggs. And sometimes, often, many babies are made but the couple doesn't want to have five five babies. They want to have one. So they just choose what gender they want. And the other ones are left in the freezer. No, no, no. So I that understand. is a huge I get, problem. No, no, I get. Okay. That's what I, yeah. That's, and, but I'm sure that there are doctors that they can do it in a different way where you're only, you're doing one at a time or whatever. So, but anyway, I understand everything you're saying. I just want to provide the two kind of. You know the two opinions on it yeah. because there's no right, there's no wrong. Well, this there's is what a we way. Think. This is what Alessandra and I think, and I'm saying yeah. what the Catholic Church believes, yeah. and and they, I'm saying what the Church of Alessandra Conti believes, <laughs> right? And so you can keep diving into no, this. but I think there's it's so worth much. It. We're not, but we're no, not but I think medical it is. Experts. No, we're not at all. But I think it's worth it to think about it, just because it's. I always said if I wasn't married by the time I was thirty or thirty-one, that I would freeze my eggs. Nope. So I know you won't <laughs> let me, but like I remember telling Daddy, I was like, Daddy, like you better stash fifteen k because. I'm going to probably need to freeze my eggs if I'm not married. Let him, let him but, use that for the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So anyway, but yeah, I, I just think it's something to think about. It is. I think um, that modern culture, like we only hear one extreme or the other. You're giving a very, you're giving, you're giving a lot. And then I'm giving kind of a lighter, a light view. Um, but I think it's important to just like keep our minds open to both, to both of the sides and, and then kind of figure it out for ourselves of what we what how how you know anyway so okay let's let's move on we're just gonna spend a minute talking and thanking you for listening to us we love our listeners yeah I'm thank about you guys to, so much i'm about to post a photo of austin wearing something that one of our listeners oh, <laughs> sent him on so our instagram cute. 
But thank you. Thank you for leaving us five-star reviews. Please do because then There have only been about... Like very few. Yeah, so we need but some okay. more. We need some more reviews. We need some more. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. Five star reviews, and that will help more people find out about us. Love it. Leave us five star reviews after we've told you about <laughs> egg freezing, and now not. Oh God, Lord, well, help no, us. No, we're all. providing them with oh, alternate alternatives. We're not telling them exactly. what to do. Exactly. Exactly. And then also, you, if you love us even more. Join us on Patreon and you'll yes. get more, more from us. More content. So. Wonderful. Okay, fabulous. So let's go on to our next segment. Sisterly Advice. And this is a Mansers edition. Every week we answer a listener's burning question. And every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, I went out with a really cool girl. We hit it off and I feel like we clicked. But I don't think that she's into me. Should I still follow up with her and ask her out from Clueless? Ooh. Christina, what do you think? Yes, about this? this is so common, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, so clueless common. because you're not the only man who's clueless. We, okay, you guys, I think one of the banes of our existence, <laughs> and it, it pains me because we can't be everywhere every time and we can't answer every email. Like, that's what the team is for, and that's what Anthony is like. Anthony manages the matchmaker email, which sends over all the date feedback. And we review all the date feedback, but we review the date feedback usually a couple days after the date and after they, they send in the date feedback. And then the, the matchmaker that's doing their coaching meeting reviews the date feedback right before their meeting. So anyway, what the most common, this is one of the most common things that we say. The guy will fill out the date feedback form. He'll be like, yeah, she was awesome. I had a really great time. Like all the positive things. Was I attracted to her? Yes, was super attracted. But I just, I don't, I don't, I didn't think that she was into me. She like didn't, you know, at the end, she didn't tell me like, good, to, I would like to do this again, whatever. Right, right. So then we, then he's, then we asked the, the other question, um, have you, have you reached out to her since your date? And they write, even though, in the billion emails we write and we have this in bold, if you enjoyed your date, please ask them out again, okay? <laughs> we have this in bold. I don't know the exact verbiage, but it's like, hey, as matchmaker at Matchmakers of the City, we set you up on your first date. If you had a good time, please reach out to your date so you can plan a second date. We do not plan second dates. Please reach out to them if you had a good time. So then we get then the woman waits a couple days and then she sends in her feedback <laughs> and it's nasty because the guy didn't write back reply to her oh, but then we dynamic. get it's it's this is literally the bane of our existence because <laughs> then then we write back to the guy and cuz Anthony's been on it but even like a couple days ago, this happened where the guy wrote like, oh yeah, I had an awesome time. She was really sweet, but he's like this shy, more shy guy and really kind and not, not super, you know, super confident, but really good man. Like he's going to make a great dad. Um, but he was like, yeah, I just wanted to wait to hear what the feedback was from her. And then, you know, Anthony's busy. So right. I, 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 so but then I read it and I wrote to Anthony. I'm like, Anthony immediately replied to this man saying, awesome. Please immediately text her because he didn't text her. Like I can't. Yeah. So clueless. Even if you're unsure, we recommend mm -hmm. that you reach out mm. and test the waters. If you want to send a text, 
the next day saying, had a great time. I'll give you a call later this week. Mm. And then see what she responds. And just if you want to test the waters with a text first, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you really need to take the reins. And I was thinking of the cheerleading song, be aggressive, be be aggressive. We don't mean aggressive. We mean assertive and being confident that you're an amazing man. You had a great time. Ask her out again. Absolutely. The worst that could happen is she doesn't respond mm-hmm. or she's, and, but if you just said I had a great time, we'll give you a call. There's no, she might not respond. So you, you need to make it clear that you're asking her out and get a door slam in your face. Mm-hmm. I don't want that door ajar in mm-hmm. any way. That mm-hmm. needs to be shut firmly before you move on. Mm-hmm. So men, rejection is your best friend. I tell this to you over and over again, mm-hmm. and you really do need to make it clear. And ladies, make it clear that you want to, them to ask you out again too yeah. when you're on dates. But men, you can do this. I mean, we're talking to a man right now. Yeah, definitely. I I, I couldn't say it better myself. Fabulous. Let's, Let's move on. on to, we couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2021, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. This is season two, episode 18. Um, Christina, have you heard the huge news? What? Um, they're doing a Sex in the City reboot as a series. With but the ladies? With the ladies, minus Samantha, because there was some really huge drama with Samantha and Carrie. Like, without um, Kim Cattrall. Kim huh. Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker have this horrible beef, horrible relationship. Huh. It's so sad, but I'm so excited. So, like, if you guys are just starting to listen, we've been doing this segment since episode season one, episode one. Um, so definitely be sure to look listen back to our older episodes because it will catch you up on all the Sex and the City stuff. So we could. I'm so glad that we do this because it's so topical. Wow. I know. Hmm. So <laughs> to be corrupted. Oh, oh my god. Okay. So X and the City. What Carrie couldn't help but wonder. Can you be friends with an ex? Oh, God, Carrie. So this is um, the episode where they're all kind of dealing with their loved ones from the past. So for Carrie, she's trying to be good friends again with Big. And Big is now with Natasha and like engaged. Um, And so, which is so weird that Carrie just wants to be friends with Big. Well, you know why. She's not, doesn't just want to be friends. There's always a draw to someone. Well, yeah, she's drawn to him. Exactly. Um, And then Charlotte... Um, for Charlotte, it's less about the physical man and it's more about getting back on a horse because she was thrown off the horse as a child. Do you remember that? She like had never gone on a horse again. And then she went on a horse again at the end of the episode. Um, and then, um, so, and then Miranda, it's, um, being friends again with Steve. Um, and then they get physical again, of course. I think this is actually when they, um, just when, even with his, she, wait, she is a lazy ovary or something, and he has one ball, and then they end up getting, like, they get pregnant. So, you know, God works in mysterious ways. 
Um, Goddard Darren Chris, who's the creator of Sex and the City. Um, and then Samantha, however, finds by chance a new... Um, so, okay, so there's a really, a guy who's super cocky and he has like very large um, man parts and it's just like she can't handle it. Anyway, so um, let, I don't know what that has to do with being an ex, but whatever, that was her storyline. Um, so let's just talk about ex and the city. Like, can you be friends with an ex in 2021, Christina? Right. And I would say to examine your motives for this relationship. Just mm-hmm. what I would tell. If I was date coaching Carrie, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I would tell her. And especially if the ex has moved on to someone else. but mm-hmm. And also if they've mistreated you in the past. If it was just, you know, you grew far apart. You may have moved in different places. Now you're in the same place again. And you might want to rekindle things. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's probably never going to be a friendship. And... It's, I really hate it when people tell me, oh yeah, I'm friends with all my exes. Ew. Because it's just, okay, (laughs) first of all, if you're a woman, the men are very territorial and if they see you palling around with other men, they are not going to approach you and they are not going to take you serious in a relationship. So first of all, that's a problem if there's already men in your life who you're conversing with and who have potential ambiguous fling just ambiguous feelings you want to make things as clear crystal clear as possible relationships are as comp are complicated enough you Mm. you want to know put it's hard to do this because attention remember we talked about that in the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. do you like the attention is that why because you don't need the attention from anyone but just like Alessandra's talking about made in his image this you have invaluable worth just being your you, You're, there's no one else on the planet ever like you. Mm-hmm. So you need to really know that about yourself, and we're all like that. So it's not a cocky mm-hmm. thing about I don't. I feel I I know that about myself, but I'm not trying to be a no. Of course, person. no. Every, but yeah, you need to know that and know that it doesn't. You don't need to be validated by other people's mm-hmm. praise or attention, or if there's all these guys who like me, or there's all these women who are coming after me. That does not make you more valuable as a human being. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say. No, yeah. I think that it's a really slippery slope being friends with an ex. Um, I think that, you know, if the ex, if you were like went to middle school together and it was like a middle school ex or something like that, and then you end up being couple friends with like, you know, his wife and you're really close with his wife. And then you can be like, as long as your partner is also friends with, but I I still think it's just a slippery slope. Like if there were ever feelings or a level of attraction there on either end, I think that that should be the parameter of like, okay, this is a, this is a boundary. So if there were ever feelings or if there was ever like a, an elevated level of physical attraction, um, I and clearly they're an ex, so there were probably both of those things. Um, I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can totally be cordial. I think you can be acquaintances. Right, right. Um, and you can, you know, see each other at a party, whatever, um, and be totally cordial. You don't have to not you know, you don't have to totally disengage, but I think that like 
friends means like, you know, texting each other, you know, making plans, you know, doing things together. Mm. It's just a slippery slope it, exactly. and it invites a lot of temptation. And I was just going to say yeah. that it's flirting with temptation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. clearly they're, if they're an ex, they're an ex for a reason. So they, even though in, you know, as a friend, you could experience only the great parts of this person because they don't have that like you're not committed to them anymore so that you you'll experience the best parts of this person but it will make you then forget about why you guys were exes in the first place and then it just will get you in this cycle if you do end up like falling for them again and getting back into this old Pat, this old thing that didn't work then, if it didn't work then, most likely, unless it was literally like the only reason it didn't work was because of distance. Like, it, but if it didn't work then, it's not going to work now. Um, and usually even with distance, um, things don't work because of communication. It's not because of the physical distance. It's because one of the parties mm-hmm. was not was not able to commit enough to the relationship to being like, oh, it's okay. All what we can communicate every day. I can fly here. I can fly there. So that like, so even with distance, whatever. So I just think it's a slippery slope. I don't say, I'm not saying, even though in the past I have said mourn, mourn their death. And I think that there are certain exes that you literally need to forget that they existed um, and you need to mourn their death and really move on and like, you know, only visit the gravesite occasionally when you just, you know, just to throw flowers on it and say, I wish you well, but I wish you away. Um, it doesn't mean like opening up, like resurrecting the grave and then like, you know, um, hanging out with the bones in the, in, I'm, this is a really weird metaphor, but <laughs> would that mean Facebook stock? Yeah. Like <laughs> would a, yeah. Would the metaphor, the metaphor. Yeah. Be, well, you know, the equivalent, I think <laughs> putting the skeleton in the room. Yeah. Like going through the photos yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> well, I think like, cause no, I mean, cause the thing is like, I don't think we have to view all of our ex relationships as these like negative experiences. I think it's actually like, as I've gotten older, I think that viewing my exes as more of like, Oh, bless his heart. He knows not what he does mm-hmm. like, and bless my heart. I didn't know. I know not what I was doing That's either. True. So instead of, I hate him. He's evil. He's the worst person in the world. Like, because that it's, it's almost more tempting when it's like, I hate you because, but when it's like, Oh, forgive him. He knows not what he does. I learned a lot from him. I wish him well, but I wish him away. He's not for me. We're not for each other. Like that's when, whenever an ex reaches out to me and kind of wants to just, you know, chat or reminisce, I always just say, Oh yeah. Like, you know, sending you all the, not love. I don't say sending you, but I hope you're doing awesome. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I feel like every ex has always like, has just always come back and been like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I like not that I made a huge, some have said I made a huge mistake, but others kind of like, I'm so sorry, like kind of testing the waters a little bit. Mm. Um, but anyway, and then also some exes of mine, I'm just thinking of my personal thing. Some exes of mine, like I'll tell them, oh no, it's just much better off. We're friends. But like in actuality, like I'm not friends with them. Like I don't, I know. So a friend Mm. to me, friend is one thing. An acquaintance is totally fine. 
wish them well, wish them away. Again, they forgive them, Father. They know not what they do, yeah. and we wish them away. And I that's think that's it. really healthy, Alessandra, for people to, instead of vilifying mm-hmm. exes, because there's then the opposite problems of friending them and vilifying them, the opposite ends of the spectrum. But mm-hmm. if you can forgive them and move on and pray for them occasionally when you think about yeah. them, just wish and think them like, the oh, best. that was a fun moment in time, right. but not like, oh, let me dive back in. Yeah. You know, it's, it's true. like, oh, was it, it was a nice moment. Yeah. I can think about that and not think, oh, I was literally seduced by the devil. Because, <laughs> like, right. that's, that's kind of, it helps when you're going through a breakup to, like, really vilify them. But I think that after some time has elapsed, Um, I think it's better. I think you're better off just kind of, you know. Yeah. And just not inviting. Don't engage. And for the, for the Catholic listeners, instead of don't invite the near occasion of sin and you'll know what I mean. So spending time with them might create something that, especially if you're in a relationship. For the Catholic listeners. And so for the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City listeners, you can choose to disengage. Okay, I'm glad we both preached our gospels. Um, so anyway, let's do final catching up with the Contes. Great, Alessandra. Yeah. We, well, we talked about Vespers already. Did yes. you want to say anything So more Tuesday, about that? February uh, 9th. Yes. And I'm speaking and this other amazing guy, Ryan, is speaking. His his talk is basically like a Nobel Prize winning talk, so I had to step mine up. Wow. Um, so yeah. men... This is not yeah, just for this women. This is not just we, for women. We're advertising. He's a really just amazing, stellar amazing guy, speaker, as amazing said, speaker. Yeah. yeah, and he he has a really good tips. He's an investment banker. Also, he just he he's like I don't know. He's like a businessman. He just does he like he just does a lot. Um, really successful, but also like a really good Catholic and like just trying to do life in a good way. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then um. Oh, also on February 11th at noon, um, I will be on Instagram live Mm -hmm. with Rachel McCluskey. Rachel is a kind of like a coach. She's like a women's empowerment coach. So um, Rachel was actually connected to us by this fabulous bachelorette of ours. Um, So me and Rachel are going to be going on Instagram live. She... Um, has a bunch of questions that the ladies in her group have asked for Ooh. me. So I'll have it on my, so it's just at matchmaker Alessandra Conti. I'm going to put a countdown on there as well on my Instagram. So just literally like watch my Instagram stories and then you'll be able to just and follow me on Instagram, matchmaker Alessandra Conti, if you're not already, because that's where everything kind of happens for me. That's where I announce everything and do everything. A lot on stories and then obviously I post as well. So anyway, can they write in questions on there? So you, when we're on the live, definitely. Um, I'm not fielding the questions. So they have to follow so Rachel. Follow Rachel. Okay. It's just Rachel McCluskey. Um, and she's so precious, and I just adore her. So follow her. Send her in any questions. You can also send me, and I can just email them to her. But like, I'm just I have a lot. Yeah, don't don't just. It's do just it, probably Rachel. not gonna get go answered. Straight to, if it go goes straight to, me. to Rachel. So yeah. Go anyway, to Christina, what about you? Well, I was just actually on trending with Timree. Yes, last. you killed it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I heard it from the other room. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Yeah, because yes. I was I was sitting 
Yes, you did. And we talked about setting your relationship up for financial success Mm. as well as gender roles in marriage Mm. and what roles people take on in marriage. So these are really important topics if you want to to have a successful relationship. Finances are huge and your expectations are huge. We Mm. really went in deep on that. So that was Thursday, February 4th. So on and you Tim can Ray's rewatch show, it. You can yeah. re-listen to it Listen, on the I mean. on the relevant radio podcast mm-hmm. or online, and just it's trending with Tim Ray. So that that is what, and I got to see her yesterday, which was tons of fun. That is so amazing, yeah. Christina, and, her, and see Penelope. Oh, Penelope! <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we just uh, we we come out with a new episode every other week but on our off weeks we put out a youtube video um and the youtube channel is called matchmakers in the city um much like our company but matchmakers in the city youtube so matchmakers in the city just look it up on youtube literally put it in the search um and you can make sure to just never miss a week of getting conti dating advice all right you guys we will see you guys soon Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.